Hey everyone, Brayden here. Just wanted to drop in before the podcast started to let you guys know that the editing is probably going to be a mixed bag for these first few episodes while we're getting off the ground. Jaden and I are both brand new to podcasting and editing, so the quality won't be as good as some, you know, podcasts that are already out there. Um, Also, I want to let you guys know that there's some strong language in the podcast. We do curse a little bit. Uh, So if you're a family member, please forgive us. Uh, And if you're a casual viewer, just uh, know that it's in there. We are going to try and learn as much as we can, as quick as we can, to provide the best content possible for you guys. But for now, um, we ask that you just have some patience as we kind of learn where to go from here. So yeah, thank you guys, and we hope you enjoy the first episode. Welcome to The Common Ground. This is a podcast that me and my friend Braden are going to try to do bi-weekly. It's a a pretty simple podcast. It's just us talking about, well, finding a common ground with a, whether it be a hot topic or what's the best kind of beverage? I don't know. Anything like that, really. Um... Yeah, that's, in, that's that's really all there is to it, Brayden, if you want to add anything. Uh, yeah, um, so it's basically just going to be me and uh, JP here kind of talking for an hour and a half into a couple of microphones um, about anything and everything, really, but... Um, uh, the sort of basis for the podcast is going to be like a structured debate kind of thing. Um, so we'll be releasing episodes bi-weekly so that we can release longer episodes. Um, it'll be basically the same amount of content as if we were releasing, uh, you know, 30 or 45 minute episodes every week. Um, uh, but it just gives us more time to prepare our arguments or, or whatever um for the debates um and and i don't even really think we should maybe call it a debate it's more like just a conversation uh where we try and find a common ground hence the name of the podcast um but our plan is to kind of alternate every you know uh, every episode between uh you know maybe a more pressing topic maybe something that's going on in the current state of the world or um something that's that's typically debated pretty intensely um and we want to come from both sides um with you know uh logic and um information to kind of back up our sides uh and our goal is to find a common ground uh where we can uh sort of agree on one thing or one uh, general conclusion, and hopefully it goes well. But yeah, so one week we'll do a like a hotter issue, and then the next week maybe we'll talk about is Arby's good? Yes or no? Fuck Arby's. Fuck Arby's. So obviously we we can't actually do that because we both hate Arby's. Um, but the, you know, just as an example, you know, maybe a little bit of. A heavier episode, and then you know, a lighthearted the next episode. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, this is um, 
This is our second try filming this first pilot episode. Nothing really wrong with the first one, but you know, you just you want to get it right and uh we cut the first one a little short, so we're doing it again. Hopefully you guys are getting a better version yeah. of it. Probably touching the same topics. Yeah. Well, before we get to shooting the shit, uh, do you want to just maybe tell us your personal reasons for wanting to to do the podcast? Mm. Yeah. So, <clears throat> we both have our own reasons, but I think for me personally is I have a bit of a, as I'm sure a lot of people do, kind of a struggle talking in long, just long instances. I like keeping my stories short, like keeping everything short because I feel like I lose people's attention. And so I believe that this podcast will give me more of a confidence in talking longer, maybe a little bit more coherently, being a little more proud of me speaking. And so I hope that this I hope this podcast does that. And I also get an excuse to talk about things I'm passionate about without feeling like I'm burdening anybody in specific. And if anybody wants to listen to me talk about my passions, they can just turn on the podcast. Yeah. How about you, BK? You got got those reasons? Yeah. Um, My personal reason is I just want to... I want to stop spreading hate. I want to find... You know, I want to put more positivity out there and more understanding. You know, real understanding. That sounds great, man. Yeah. That's uh, much more meaningful than what I just said. (laughs) I don't... Overshadowed me a little bit there. I don't think so. I mean, (laughs) when we were talking about the idea for the podcast, you know, you, you felt the same way as I do. It's just, you know... As a bonus, you get to, you know, feel more comfortable in talking about the things that you're interested about. And yeah, I, d- I don't think I overshadowed you. I think that, the, you know, those are both logical reasons for wanting to do it. And I actually applaud you for for your reason. It takes a lot of strength to recognize, you know, uh, somewhere that you think you could improve. Yeah. I mean, it's one way of looking at it for sure. <laughs> So let's talk about uh motherfucker. Let's talk about let's talk about what's been going on. Okay. Going on in life. Uh, I felt the loss loss of love from my dear friend. We don't have to go too deep into it, but you know. Yeah. No names, you know, but a friend of mine, he just doesn't care for me the way he used to. <laughs> uh Hey, wait, what do you think this friend of yours is doing right now? Just if know, you were to spitball, you know? Spitball. It's probably... I don't know. Talking to his fiance about how he hates me or something like that. I don't know. Oh, probably, man. You know, it's probably funny you say that because, like... At, at, you know, not to name any names or anything. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. Just, I, I've kind of been feeling the same way, you know? Oh, yeah? This butt of mine that I, you know... And have great, you know... Uh, great respect and admiration for. Just kind of... he. He uh, doesn't feel that way about me anymore. And it, you know, so. Sounds like a dick, but you know. Yes, very similar situations, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah you, know, you know how they are. You know, you know how people are. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, but in other words, uh, what, what, what has been going on with you? I know you've been kind of just big chilling for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you could say I've been big chilling. But I mean, <laughs> for the most part, I don't actually know what you get up to every day, so feel free to enlighten. I mean, luckily, I've been working a lot more. Mm. 
Uh, I've been trying to. I think I've been very very smart financially speaking. I've been going back up there. Really, the only time I spend money now is on dates. <coughs> yeah, well, I'm I mean, okay that's, with. A, that's a good time to spend money. So I, I think I'm I'm doing good. Uh, any any of those lonely moments, that's where. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep myself busy. Yeah, that's where it's not as good. Yeah, but, I, but I've been chilling. Been uh, just watched. Just watch Guardians of the Galaxy Bowling Three. I don't know if you know about that. Uh, I mean, I did know that you watched it. Um, when we worked together, you briefly talked to me about it. But if you f- if you want to sort of elaborate on that, you can take the time now. Just a great movie. I think uh, I think everybody should go watch it. It's. I don't want to give away too many things. I'm sure a lot of people they jumped off the Marvel train already. <laughs> Um, fair enough. I I, I really don't want to be on it either, but it took me. It's Some, grabbed me by, something grabbed deep me on my balls. Yeah. It, it's it's good though. The movie was great. I want to say it caught me off guard, but I think I had full faith in Guardians Three being good, and it still uh, exceeded my expectations. Well, that's always. I good. walked out pretty happy. However. <laughs> However. I'm still so butthurt about him not having a helmet. Oh, Star-Lord? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was so cool in the first movie. We didn't see much of it in the second one either, did we? I mean, it yeah, was... He just doesn't, didn't wear it that much. It was kind he of broke integral it. to saving Yondu and whatnot. Or attempting to save Yondu, but... No, that just wasn't even the out. helmet. No, it just bummed me out, because, I mean, it, he, had the, he had the perfect costume. He had a comic-accurate costume, but he just didn't give him his helmet. Sucks. Yeah. I I did really like his helmet. Always felt like it was pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like a replica. Yeah, they they sell it like Marvel sells it for like 120, but oh wow. I wait. I wait till I get a credit card. <laughs> I was gonna say 100, 120 is not that bad, honestly. Is it like? Is it good quality? Do you know, or is it just? Yeah, I mean it's a full. It's a full. It's a nice looking helmet. Nice. I uh, I've always wondered exactly what they make those like all the superhero costumes out of. I know I could probably look it up, but I think that kind of defeats the the purpose of wondering. I uh, I just want to believe that there's some movie magic behind be- behind the scenes. Oh, there's definitely movie magic. I how they they get some of the best people in the world to make those costumes. I w- I wish I had one of those people on. On Don't speed dial or something like that, yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. I know you've jumped off the Marvel train entirely, but mm-hmm. do you have any interest in what James Gunn is cooking up with the DC universe? Oh boy. Um, let me think. So, so I know James Gunn directed um, Guardians one through three. Yeah, I know he had. Uh, screenwriting co-credits for the first two, but then he got the full credit for the third, right? He fully wrote the third? Guardians 3? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. I know he, I know for sure he was the director of all three, and I think he was more hands-on with three when it comes to the writing. Okay. Um, do, do you know any other movies that he's directed or anything like that? I guess I could look um, it up here real quick. He, so he directed a movie... I don't want to miss say it. So let me look it up. 
I know he direct, he directed the Suicide Squad. Yes, and I heard that one had uh, had some really good reviews. That's re- okay, I mean, super. all that stuff is really his most notable since all the I first Guardians came out in 2014. That's pretty much all he's been doing is is superhero stuff. Moves. Yeah, he made Peacemaker. Peacemaker was really good. He yeah, I also Burn, heard I believe, that. Right? Yeah. I think he did do Brightburn, yeah, and that's like a an evil Superman kind of thing. Yeah, he did make Brightburn, yeah. Um, which I heard that movie was good, but I'm I'm not super into the whole. And I guess this is kind of a good segue into his plans for the DC, DC EU, I guess. Um, I love Superman. Yeah, always have. He was my favorite when I was a kid. Uh, just something about him always, you know, struck a chord with me. Um, so I went and watched Man of Steel in theaters for my friend's 10th birthday party. And going into it, I was super nervous because the only Superman I had ever really known was Christopher Christopher Reeve's Superman. Yeah. And he was like this campy, kind of goofy, um, nerdy guy as Clark Kent. And then, you know, when he took off his glasses and he, he... ripped his shirt open he became this confident self-assured charming guy right um and i was worried going into man of steel because you know i'd seen the trailers we watched them before we went into the movie i was worried that they were going to kind of get rid of some of that charm and that camp um and i think i think mostly they did for man of steel Um, for sure but i think it was a good direction to take him because there was still like Still that that home, you know, that Kentucky homebred, like, sort of, I I don't even know how to describe it. You know, there was, like, that hometown hero kind of vibe. I get what you mean. I do. Yeah. Even though it was, like, a more gritty sort of showing. So, I, I liked Man of Steel. And then the next time we saw him was, was Batman vs. Superman, right? Yes. I did not like Batman vs. Superman. So I love that movie. It is <laughs> it is my cousin's favorite movie for some reason. I think that well and and largely the DCEU before you know whatever's going on with it now, I feel like it was just rushed because they were trying so hard to keep up with Marvel. Marvel. Um so I feel like they kind of broke the DCEU's legs before it had a chance to walk. You can't just just run from infancy. Doesn't work. Um so I think Batman vs Superman was a good smack to the shins. Uh and then he dies at the end of that one. Hey man. I was like okay. Spoilers. I I feel like like what? I feel like everyone's probably seen Seven at years least now? that clip. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a long time, so I think it was a poorly put together movie, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. And you watched then the with human. You watched the ultimate one, right? No, M- maybe I'd change my mind if I went back and watched the ultimate. But I saw like the the ar- the theatrical, the initial, yeah, the theatrical release, and I thought that was dog. Thought it was horrible. Uh, but I've always kind of been like a. I won't say a goody two-shoes, but I, I don't like watching superheroes fight. Because <laughs> in my head, you know, they're like, they're superheroes, they're good guys, they need to be, you know, working together to take other. out. They need to 
work together to take out the evil and blah, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, which is p- part of the reason that initially I wasn't super keen on Captain America Civil War. The movie's so good. It is. It's it's great. It's a good movie. But initially I was like, man, I'm not going to like that. Why, why are they fighting? They're superheroes. They should be getting along. Blah, blah, blah. But anyways, I think Batman v Superman was bad. <laughs> then we see him in Justice League, and he is not at all like Superman. And I get that, y- you know, the whole thing is like resurrection does things to a person like bloody blah, blah 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 like comic stuff probably yeah but it just it it, it didn't feel earned eh? a and it, it none of it felt good so <sighs> i've noticed that y- you know you give me a question and then i kind of expand the question <laughs> okay so i'm optimistic for what James Gunn is going to do with the DCEU, I don't know a whole lot about it. My whole point with that spiel uh, was just kind of to let everyone know that I'm I was iffy about Zack Snyder. I think his first outing was with Superman was good, but everything else was rushed and and just sort of slapped together. I feel like. Um, Fair enough. I, I think I'm in the middle camp. Because there's some people that are like they're diehard for Snyder. They they want they want him to be the only person with the hands to play with the tools right. uh, for the DC universe. I don't agree with that. Uh, I enjoyed it. I I loved Man of Steel. We both loved Man of Steel. Yeah. Batman vs Superman has grown on me every time I watched it. Now I watched mm-hmm. the Ultimate Edition because you're right. There's a lot of there's a lot of problems with the theatrical version. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Edition adds I think 30 minutes. I could be wrong. I'm just saying something. But I know it's, th- it's a three-hour-long movie. Oh, wow. And even with uh, not that much extra content, for some reason, they fill in a lot of holes. Like, I always, I was always curious curious, and cu- curious on how Clark figured out about the Batman in general because they didn't really talk about that in the movie. Right. But there's, like, a whole scene, like, a whole couple-minute scene in the Ultimate Edition where he goes in as Clark Kent into, like, the Gotham, like, apartments. And he's going around asking about the Batman. Mm-hmm. About what's I think I've seen on. that clip on YouTube. And so it, it like it very nicely weaves into why he's all of a sudden like he sees that these these civilians are scared of him. They're scared right, of Batman. Like terrified of Batman. And he's like, oh, well maybe he's he's doing more harm than good. And he goes after him. Right. So they just Batfleck was like a more brutal Batman. Yeah. No, I, I definitely get why people don't like that imp- interpretation of Batman in that moment. Mm-hmm. A very, very lost Batman. He does right. come full circle at the end and come back, but I get it. And I loved Zack Snyder's Justice League. I thought that was great. I liked, yeah, I liked the the Zack Snyder cut. I yeah, thought I it was better than the original Justice League, but I I think it's still you know a flaw, a flawed movie. But I think I had my hesitancy with James Gunn taking mm-hmm. helm of the entire DCU. Right, especially him being like a a coordinator and like kind of watching over everything. That's one thing I I love his view of like letting directors give out their vision. That part excites me because I really do want to see more intimate like movie making. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing that was I was a little hesitant on was him directing Superman. Right, because well, he well, he, he why, does though? great emotion. He does great emotion in the movies, mm-hmm. but I feel like he has a certain humor. 
mm-hmm. and a certain style where he likes he really likes working on uh, so far these movies that are like C-listers or just characters that people don't care about too much and he makes them lovable but he does it in in a certain way and so from going right. from that to arguably the most famous superhero of all time right or big, one of the most well known at least yeah like one of the like who doesn't know who superman is right exactly and the, the what his what that symbol means big jump um right. but the way he's talked about it and after watching guardians 3 i'm like you know what i have nothing to worry about I th- I think he knows exactly what he's doing. I think if he if he couldn't make a great Superman movie, then he wouldn't have made it. He would have passed it to someone else. And so I have, I think I have for now I have faith in in the the plan. Um I'm looking into this a little bit and I see that it, the the first movie in the DC universe is going to be Superman Legacy. Right. And then it should be The Brave and the Bold after that. Brave and the Bold it's a Batman movie. Well, let's see. So, okay, so it says it's based on the comics of the same name. Oh, no, no. It's based on the DC Comics superhero of the same name. Okay. But is there a is there a comic of Superman Legacy? No. He's I think mentioned a couple comics that he's reading. Uh one of them uh, I don't want to say this if it's not true. But I I think that All-Star Superman is one of the references. All-Star Superman? Yes. The comic See, now here's the thing, right? Is like as a kid I loved Superman. But I never I, I've never been a comics guy. I di- I didn't never read the comics or anything like that. I just kind of watched the movies and the shows. So with All-Star Superman and fell in love with the It's one of the bigger comics. Mm-hmm. However, uh it, it's also a movie. Someone made they made an animated movie. Okay. About it. Basically he gets cancer. Superman gets cancer? Yes. <laughs> he gets cancer for uh being too close to the sun. Taking okay. up too much of that energy. Basically he took up more energy than his body could handle and it okay. ended up developing to like super cancer. Okay. To cut a long story short, the whole movie he dies at the end. <laughs> oh. But he saves everyone before he does that. Okay. So so here's my uh I don't know if I should say fear or worry or, or whatever it is. Um I think as long as he does it for the right reasons if if Superman cuz I just I saw just now an article that said uh James Gunn says Superman legacy will be based on Superman All-Star. I think that, you know, kind of propping Superman up as, like, the cornerstone of your extended universe, right? Like, your movie franchise. Mm. Or at least saying that he's going to be the, you know, like, the cornerstone. Which I think is, I think that's what I've gathered from all the things that I have heard. And he should be Superman. He's Superman, so. If you're going to base it on a comic that he dies and well they won't kill him off in the movie but oh you don't think so no 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 no, no for sure okay um i was gonna s- he has a 10-year plan and superman is gonna be there and everyone okay good okay <laughs> good i was worried <laughs> yeah no i i that would be uh idiotic yeah <laughs> uh kill off superman in the first movie yeah that would be uh honestly very insane 
What's actually exciting is that he's already said that, which maybe we'll see a little hypocrisy, but I, I think it should be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have other DC heroes in this movie already. In? Uh, Superman Legacy. Oh. But what's cool about it is I don't think they're going to... I mean, they could be big names, but... Right. Just like they want to... be like smaller? Yeah, like Mr. Terrific. Basically what it's going to be is he's trying to establish that this DC universe is alive and well already. Mm-hmm. Like... Right, can, instead of can, going through all the origin stories. And you stuff. can do that thing where it's like, oh, this is a brand new DC Universe. He's like one of the first heroes. Or you can just jump right into it and just start making movies about these characters. And eventually right. they all kind of cross over. And I think that's a lot better. That, that's different than Marvel, which is what they should be doing. They should be doing their own thing. Right. I think the only issue with kind of like just jumping into the universe like that is that for the people who don't read the comics like you could still enjoy it and everything yeah I, I think as long as the characterization is is good then it shouldn't be a problem yeah but if if we like jump straight in and we you know we have no time to sort of connect with the characters or anything like that you know like the superhero or like our heroes and whatnot right then it, i think it'll flop I think if they can't find a good balance between, like, making the world feel lived in and alive and, like, everyone's already set up and everything, but also give us time to kind of get to know the characters, even if it's not, like, an origin story kind of thing. Because, like, I, I, I don't know if I'd say I'm a firm believer, but I definitely think that you don't really need the origin story to kind of get what a character is about, right? No, you have to like just write it well enough for you to relate to that character. Right. I mean, like, it goes a long way, of course, because you get to see the whole process of, like, what leads up to it, why they choose to be the hero after they get their powers, or, like, blah, 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 blah. But you, you don't necessarily need the... And I think Spider-Man... You know, Tom Holland Spider-Man kind of proved that point. Um, to be fair, it's kind of a different circumstance because we've seen two different iterations of the same, you know... I actually think they could have done a better job <laughs> with that one. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, like... Because you can very easily terms, do it with In Spider-Man. terms of introducing him... Uh, I, I think, think the introduction, I think they did it perfectly fine. Yeah, I I think the problem was the way that they characterized him after they introduced him. They, right? they kind like of undo forward, then did what they started, which didn't make any sense. Right. A- and anyone who knows us knows how we feel about it. Neither of us like that he was Iron Man's little lackey. Right. Pussy. Um, but I yeah, but I think initially when they introduced him, they did a a good good job doing that. You know. Um, we don't see the origin story, but we immediately know who he is and what he's about, right? Iron Man's like, hey, come help me fight Captain America. He's like, dude, I've got a chemistry test. I am like your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I don't I do not do that kind of stuff. Looking out for the little guy. Right, yeah, exactly. So, so they do a good job of setting it up. And then they completely obliterate it later on down the line. But, but I just want to focus on that introduction right because we 
in hell. They kind of blow it up in the movie. <laughs> but that, the, but that apartment scene where he's like, you know, he he does his own version of the with great power comes great responsibility, right. and he's you're like, oh okay, and then he gets a fancy suit. He f- goes to Germany and fights Captain America without knowing why he's right. there. Which doesn't make any sense. I mean, I feel like he would ask yeah. questions. Oh, yeah. absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Why am I fighting Captain America right now? But, whatever. But, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think James Gunn, as long as he... And he's got a pretty good track re- record, you know, with characterizing. Um, but, but like I, like you touched on earlier... He's really good at that with characters that people don't really know about. Um, you know, before his movies, Guardians of the Galaxy were like, like B tier. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe, <laughs> probably C tier. No, right. Well, I mean, like, like Nobody I don't know. Who they were. I didn't know who they were before the freaking movie came out. And I yeah, think that's were. exactly like the example of of where he probably shines best. So as long as he can endear us to characters that are already well-known, you know, like stay true to the characters, then we shouldn't have a problem. As long as they give us that, you know, that relevant amount of time with the characters without, you know, stepping on any toes or anything like that. I think it'll really go well if the studio will just let him do what he wants to do. I think the studios get in the way... Way too often. Way, way, way too often. Well, luckily, in this case, he is the studio. Yeah, that's right, because he's... He's, the, he's yeah. the head. He's the boss. So, I, I think... I, I don't think he's going to be controlling other directors and forcing them to do things, which great news. So, I think they do it right. I could see myself being more interested in what DC's doing. Right. Which is great. We need co- competition, because that means... With competition, that means everyone steps their game up. Right. So if Marvel and DC start focusing on their own thing, Mm -hmm. and they realize the other one's doing better, they're both going to be in this endless, we got to do better, we got to do better. Right, like we have to improve. Right. As long as Uh, they're actually improving and not just trying to like... Beat the other one to the punch. Right, like action blockbuster. We have bigger explosions. We have more like fight teams, blah, blah, blah. I'm glad that he... So so when you say he is the studio, wh- wh- what does that mean? Because I, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't read much about it. I just heard, you know. So I'm trying to think what is the best equivalent. Like he's he's the head. So he's the boss. They they made him the head of the DC studios when it comes to like, like the movies. Like promoted him? He's the chief. He promote them? He's, he's no, like. He makes the like he makes the decisions. Right. Okay. 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 He wrote he wrote the ten year plan and he's gonna oversee it. Right. Uh huh. I want to say he's like Kevin Feige. Okay. But I think yeah I think he has more power than Kevin Feige does. Because Kevin Feige still has like he has people to answer to in a way. Uh huh. And a lot of things are out of his hands. And I think James Gunn has a more hands on. Like Kevin Feige does a lot, but I think James Gunn has a little bit more of his hands on with DC. Right. So, I think that's good. I think more control with a director that really appreciates sincerity mm-hmm. is good. Because re- whether or not you like James Gunn's style of movies, you have to respect his view of filmmaking. 
Right. I saw one of his interviews the other day about CGI versus practicality, and he really just summed it up by saying it's about it's about having a plan. You know what I mean? It's about fitting whichever one fits best for your thank you. Oh my your plan. He's <laughs> like, there's not one. No, no, either one is better. It's just about it's about how you use either tool. Right. I was like, that's so true. He's like, in in Guardians, I used a bunch of practicality because I could see it. Right. I planned it out, mm-hmm. and I wanted to. But then there's moments where it's like it's pretty obvious you need CGI, like with the talking raccoon. Right. It's just like well, that's perfect. That's the kind of mindset I want going in with DC. Right. So I, I think I would say I have I would have I have pretty good faith in him. Having this conversation ups my my uh, excitement. Uh, we'll see. I'm sure, we'll see our first trailer for Superman next year, and we'll see what he's cooking up. Apparently, he plans a Green Lantern TV show as well. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, he announced a couple months back. He announced like a, they had like this little presentation. Right. Oh, I'm, yeah. They announced. I think that's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, La- uh, Lanterns is what I'm actually most excited for. Because I mean, I've seen good Superman stuff repeatedly. Right. Um, Green Lantern. A show that's on right now. Superman and Lois. Love that show. It sucks that it might be getting canceled, but. What what as great as it is. What's that about? I guess the ratings just aren't there? Uh it's too expensive. Oh the CW is the CW and they don't have the money for how much it is. Dang. Luckily maybe HBO Max might save it. Oh. Just because so many people love that show. Mm-hmm. I, I still hope so. Because apparently the show ends on a cliffhanger. Oh goodness. So I see, I see that there's a swamp thing movie to close out the So we don't actually so he didn't even announce all of phase one. Oh, okay. Or part part one. So we don't know how it ends. Okay. The only two projects we know for sure that are well not the only two projects, but I'm pretty sure Superman and Batman come out pretty close to each other. Mm-hmm. I know he has an animated show. I think it's Creature Commandos. One thing that I'm not too excited for, unless they do it right, is the synergy. Uh they're they're talking about having Film, animation, and games all as one. Yeah, I'm looking at this right now, and there's a lot of, a lot of different mediums. Yeah, so basically, one actor will be that actor for everything. Okay. So, like, if the Superman, for instance, if they make a Superman game, he'll voice him in the game. Right. If if he's in the sh- if he's in a TV show or if he's in an animated show, he's also going to voice him there. But basically, that actor becomes the character. Now, if every if that actor is beloved, that's great. Mm-hmm. But it does take away job opportunities for voice actors, right? And just variety in general. It's nice to see different ad- adaptations of characters, right? Well, but I guess so it makes uh, sense when you see of, yeah. the MCU. You know, I mean, it's one of my least favorite things about it. Yeah. Yeah, I hate how the, I hate the synergy. Yeah, I feel like because everyone has their gripes with the MCU and how they adapt the characters. I think, and it just it touches everything now. I think the hard thing about casting multiple actors for the same characters, just in different mediums, is okay. So, so good things are a you get that variety. Um, yeah. It's also probably, you you know, you reach more people. 
um, which is good, which is great. But, side tangent, are they keeping Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman? Do you know? That's a good question. Because uh, they... I don't think they know. <laughs> they described an HBO Max series as a Game of Thrones-style drama set on the all-female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace, Themyscira. Yeah. It's called Paradise Lost. Um, like and it says it says it takes place before the events of the Wonder Woman films. So they didn't actually say that in the little presentation. They said it takes place before Wonder Woman. Okay, right. Like before right. she pops up. I think they're undecided right now. Oh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Wonder Woman... Yeah, it doesn't mean it's her Wonder Woman. Okay, yeah, that's fine. They're playing... They're playing like, uh, I don't know yet. Like, even with Ezra Miller. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, they've they've committed a million gazillion crimes. Yeah. At this point. But... I don't know. One of our strategies Whatever they is decide. to take our diamond characters, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and use them to prop up other characters that people don't know. I like that idea. It's a great idea. Anyways, what I was saying. Casting different actors as the same character... In different mediums. It's good because job opportunities, uh, you know, variety, um, you reach more people. But it's also bad because in terms of, like, canon, I guess, I think it makes it harder to have a coherent, like, canon story when so many different people are giving their take on the character. I think it just kind of leads to some disjointed storytelling. I think that works for some things, but with comic book characters, the thing is, is that there's already so many. So, like the comics are the comics, right? They're their own canon, and the, the comics don't even listen to the comics. There's like I don't know how many like varying differences in there, and so I see no problem with the DCU having its own little separate like world of movies because the, the truth is. A lot of these people that are watching these movies, they're never going to pick up a comic. Yeah. They're never going to... Most likely, they're not going to go out of their way to go watch an animated movie or an animated series on that character. Right. Probably, I mean, yeah, maybe. Most likely chance, maybe some of them play games. Right. And they could be like, oh, wow, it's the same guy. It's the same guy that's on the movie. Yeah. But I feel like the... Yeah, I see what you're saying, though. The kind of people that will be viewing it are mostly going to be casual. Right. Enjoy. And I think that the people that that are diehard and see all the media for the superhero, I think those people would rather have different interpretations of the character. Right. Well, I guess just like uh, now that you've said that, it makes sense to me. But how it was before, like what I was saying before is – um, like the the comics are their own canon, obviously, and they definitely don't stick to their own canon because, I mean, people die and get get resurrected all the time. Um, yep. So I mean, like it's, I get that. Um, but with the I think with the DCU, it's more so taking inspiration from rather than directly adapting, right? So James Gunn is going to base these movies on you know the comics but like right. you said you know if he if he bases superman legacy on superman all-star 
he's not going to kill Superman at the end because, I mean, he's talked about having him as one of the main, you know, diamond characters, he said. You know? I mean, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna adapt from just like with how Marvel, just without any comic book adaptation, right? He's going to adapt from multiple, right? So, so ultimately, though, he's taking all these different inspirations and making his own canon, like right. his own, which is what you, which is what you want to do when, when you adapt something, exactly. So, I think in terms of establishing that canon, I think casting one actor per character makes sense, just in the term that. That is James Gunn's vision for this character, you know, in right. his story. But I think it's good. I think we kind of have a little bit of both here because um, when James Gunn was like announced as the head and I got a lot of, you know, there was a lot of controversy around it, but there were talks about Superman being black. Right. Elseworld story. Right. So, I you know, I, I read an article not too long ago. So, he has the DCU, l- like his mainline canon, and then he's going to have the Elseworld mm-hmm. content. Or, like the Batman. Right. I, I won't say content, but, like, his Elseworld stories. Yeah. Which is, like, I, I, I guess non-canonical. It's just, yeah, they're, as, as he said, like it's somewhere if. in the DC universe. Right. Yeah. So it's like you have the Batman where right. Robert Pattinson will be doing his own trilogy, his own saga. Then you have the jo- the Joker movie. Right. The movies, you know. Um Yeah, which is great. That's uh, that's what I want. Which is much. it's a good compromise honestly because if you want to see d- multiple interpretations. Well, it's, yeah, it's like picking up it's like picking up comics. Yeah. Because we have and honestly, I think that's you, probably you, the best way for him to go about doing it. Because there's, let's take uh, let's take Daredevil for example. Right. Very long running series. Uh-huh. Been going since the '90s or before before that, most likely. Right. So many different writers have written for the character. So many different artists. Right. So many different. Everyone. Everyone has their. There's there's bits of Daredevil that are in- integral to his character that are always there. Right. But, but there's little differences in every writer's writing. Right. And you can go and the, the the great thing is is that they always swap out the writers every like issue cup not every couple issues like a good chunk but there's just like there's different sections with different writers right. so you can you can look at all these different interpretations of the character right and I want that same level of a variety variety in the movies that makes sense yeah I I, I want to see kind of. I want to see a long canon a, a long especially for DC DC deserves it at this point it does yeah a long running coherent universe where I see the characters grow over the years yeah. and interact with each other. I want that. But if it wasn't for this Elseworlds, I also wouldn't get Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Right, exactly. So, so having both, that's great. Both worlds. Yeah. it's It seems like James Gunn found his common ground, no? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're, we're sponsored. We're Yeah. Thanks, James. Um... Thanks, James. Appreciate that, man. For legal reasons, we should probably just clarify we that we are not. We're not James Gunn and I are about James Gunn. Personal family friends. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, not to uh, you know hover in one place for too long. Let's move on to another topic. Poverty, poverty. 
So. It's not real. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, Dungeons and Dragons. We saw the movie time. in April, I believe. It's been a while. Yeah, but we did what we did watch it when it came out. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a l- it's been a little while. Um, great movie. Surprised me actually. Yeah, honestly. Um, as resident D and D nerd. And I'm still, like, a, a novice. I wouldn't say complete beginner, but I'm definitely a novice. Um, there was enough for a complete beginner to be like, oh, that's cool. I Like, uh, if you've barely played any Dungeons & Dragons at all, or if you watch, like, Critical Role I mean, if you or have D20. W- or if anything. you've had one session. Right. One session, then you felt like, when you're watching the movie... Yeah, like the people that wrote this movie have played D anD D. Yeah, that's what you felt. Yeah, there were so many moments in that movie where it's like, oh, that's some, that's some shit that I would do with my friends, right? At a session. Yeah, there was uh, there's a lot of like one particular backs. scene. Oh yeah, go that, ahead. That um, when they're on the bridge, yeah, and the bridge is collapsing, and they one of them says, "Yeah, I can just tie a rope to my axe and just throw it across." Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind. You know what I mean? And then like, right. uh, they magically for some reason their staff at. the was a t- uh, it was a portal right. portal making staff right. out of nowhere? It seems like some like some shit a DM would just come with come up with oh, to yeah. fast track the situation. Yeah, absolutely. So they did things like that in the movie where it was like, oh, that's D and D for sure. Yeah, and, and I think that's part of what made it like so fun to, uh, aside from just being a pretty pretty good, good story. Um, Pick some good actors. Very charismatic. Yeah, I think Chris Pine did great. I think. Um, I forget her name, but the the barbarian. Um, I forget the actress who plays her, but she did. Oh, she's amazing. She does Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. was she in Fast X? Yeah, she's in all. She's in all of them. I think uh, all the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, nice. Um, but she she did amazing in Dungeons and Dragons. A lot of depth for a character that sort of gets typecast as like a thick meathead. <laughs> yeah, um, that was great. I loved it. Which was good. Yeah, it was real good. Um, I think, I, I think we didn't spend quite enough time building up, um, Chris Pine's character with his daughter, like their relationship. We kind of just got to see little moments. They did enough to where it was like I could believe that he really does care for his daughter, but it wasn't e- enough for me to be like super duper invested. I get that. I was more so just like watching the movie and being like, oh, this is a fun D&D adventure. Which, I mean, if that's what you want, Which, I'm sure that's yeah. what they wanted for the movie, so. I, I mean, e- either way you go about it, it's a really enjoyable movie. Not the best movie, obviously. I mean, it's got its flaws. But, it. W- I mean, I would give it maybe like a, a 7 out of 10 in terms of like. It's pretty high on my list. It's, I mean, it's pretty good. And compared to some of the other movies that we've been getting in the last, like, five years or so, <laughs> crazy good. Crazy good. You know, I think a 7 out of 10 isn't isn't fair. I would give it, like, an 8, 8.5 out of 10. Maybe even I mean, a 9. It was, it's a good movie. It is. Great movie. Um, I do, I love, I'm sure you know this, I, I love movies in general. Just yeah. a big fan of, of, of movies, of cinema. Love the movie making process. Well, I just love right. watching I love going I love the going to the theater and watching a movie. One oh of my yeah, favorite favorite things. You go twice and I, to every movie you watch. 
I pretty much. And if I really love it, I do it more than that. But yeah, because I watched it. I always enjoy. I don't think there's really been too many times where I've walked into a movie mm-hmm. and not enjoyed it the first time at the very least. Right. Like been like, yeah, I watched a movie though. Like that was nice, even if it's not that great. Right. Because it's like the a second fresh. time is more honest. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I do love doing is ranking the movies and. I have this thing where I've been doing it with, like, my dad. Uh-huh. So I've watched, I think, eight movies this year. Okay. And so I've been ranking them. Okay. Trying to keep uh, keep the ranking. I think I can remember. It's at least top five. Mm-hmm. I think my number one movie this year is still Guardians Volume 3. Okay. I think that's just... There's going to be a little bit of bias in that. Right. Obviously, nine years with that, that group, and I love the movie. Right. Um, number two would probably be Creed three. I don't know if you've seen that. I have not yet. It's a great movie. I don't I, even I, I think love I've it. seen Creed two. Fair enough. You should though. It's it's pretty good. Oh, I know my 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 sister and my dad love the Creed movies. Yeah, they're great. I I only watched one and two this year. Oh yeah. Because I saw the Creed three trailer and I was like, that looks pretty fucking good. And my dad was like, yeah, you should watch the first two. And you were like, okay. And so I'd, I all right, I I put it on and. I was like, this is heat. <laughs> I should have watched this a long time ago. That's crazy, man. Number three would be John Wick. You've seen that one. Oh, you know how good that is. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Phenomenal movie. Number four would be... Probably... Dungeons and Dragons is pretty good. Might be D&D and then Mario at number five. Ooh, I still haven't seen Mario. Number six would probably be Fast X. Number seven, Shazam. And number eight. Ant-Man was the worst movie I've watched this year. By a long shot. That's, I'm sure that hurts I hate for you that to fucking say. movie. <laughs> no, it sucks ass. And <laughs> I had no expectations going into it. And I watched it and I was like, I can't believe it let me down anyway. It just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so disappointing, and it doesn't make any sense. Like I, I don't get it because they they drop that movie, it's ass. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. Right, and then they drop Guardians, and it's like there was so much innovation in that. Like from a filmmaking standpoint, there was so much ideas being thrown out mm-hmm. that you just you have to respect it from an objective standpoint. Yeah, and I'm like, what the hell are they doing with these other movies? It's like I like that movie showed me that they can, they just don't want to. Yeah. And so, I don't know, but I'm excited to watch. There's a lot of movies coming up, and I'm excited to watch them. I'm not, like, a huge cinephile or anything like that. I like movies, um, but but I've, I've always kind of been more of a, like, a, a YouTube, like, TV show kind of guy. iPad kid. Um, which is fine. I do like movies. And, may- and maybe one day I should start, like, actively trying to get more into them. You know what I think would be fun? Mm. Um, you said you have, like, you've been ranking them. And that made me think yeah. of, like, the tier list trend that was going on. Um, I think we yeah. should make some tier lists. It's a, a good-ass idea. Tier lists on what? Uh, there's a, a website called tiermaker.com. So I, I I'm thinking maybe we make two or three, and then uh, maybe we close out by talking about video games. Fair enough. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Cool. 
What's your favorite movie? My favorite you you have movie, one? personally? Yeah. The Goonies. It's an interesting pick. Oh, you have told me that already. Yeah, I told you that you didn't. I, I've never heard that before, not once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it perplexed <laughs> you. Um, yeah, no, I. that's a weird one. It's just nostalgic for me uh, as a young man. I guess I should I have some more. nostalgic movies for sure. I just love it. You know, coming of age. Uh, it's got history. It's got adventure. It's got mystery. It's great. I don't think I have a favorite movie. Right. I mean, I know I said Spider-Man too before. Yeah. I love Spider-Man. It's a comfort movie. Like, I can always watch that movie. Mm-hmm. But like, I have a, a handful of movies. Like, I love La La Land. Uh, I love that movie to death. I know, yeah. You listen to the, the, <laughs> the soundtrack, soundtrack all the time. Yeah, that shit's so good. I showed my... Uh, for my mom's birthday, mm-hmm. she, was, she wasn't she was feeling too good. And so she wanted to stay on the couch eating the food, like the barbecue. We were barbecuing. Right. And she was like, put something on. I was like, Mom, do, I got the thing for you. <laughs> and uh, I put on La La Land. Uh-huh. And she was like, jeez. She was like, you're just a... Uh, you're a hopeless romantic, aren't you? Like yeah, yeah. I uh, it's weird because I hate musicals. Right. Do not like them. Right. All ends a musical, but it just it touched me. Greatest actor of our time was on there, so I just. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, Ryan Gosling was pretty good, man. He's he's the greatest. He's me. He's yeah. He's you. Honestly. Let me see. Twenty twenty three movies. We'll see if anything comes up with that. Um, we could do we rank we could uh, do cartoons. Let's rank McDonald's items. Oh, let's make cartoon pretend. Hot takes in there. McDonald's food. Yeah, let's take a look. <laughs> oh my goodness! Our McDonald's menu. Okay, let's go. Holy shit! I'm excited. Okay. Fuck you! This is the salad tier. Which one? What? <laughs> Just look at McDonald's menu. It should have like a crying emoji. Oh, that okay. <laughs> Fuck you. This is a salad tier, drink tier A, drink tier B, drink tier C. Okay. Okay, so drinks are separate. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it's just I guess I'll throw the salads in there. Do you want to go through it together, like? Uh, well, like agree with it together, like just have one vote type thing. No, like we both rank it, and then we t- we say where we ranked it. Why? Yeah. Uh yeah. Why isn't there names on here? I guess I just have to figure it out. Yeah, that's confusing. I'm going to be honest. I don't no. know. The name's off the top of your head. I, I haven't, like, gone to McDonald's before. in years. Why don't, hold on. Let me browse the... Which is bullshit. Let me, <laughs> let me browse the food and drink tier list. Types of drinks. Fast food. You want to do fast food instead? Yeah, I guess. Instead of just menu items? Is it just which one, fast food or fast food restaurant? Uh, fast food. Okay. The one S through D. Yes, S A B C D. All right, let's just jump. Let's just jump right into it. Arby's is D. Absolutely. Fuck Arby's. Fuck Arby's. Arby's, man. if you're listening, fuck you. Okay, Burger King. Mm. C tier for sure. C tier with an asterisk. Have you seen the Have you seen the, the Spider Man burger? No. <laughs> they just released a Spider Man burger. It's red. 
Oh no, let me look this up. And I'll be honest with you, I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. Hey Joseph, you watching this man? Sorry. <laughs> oh, why does it look SD. like that? What do you mean? The bur- oh the burger you're seeing. The- you're gonna yeah, I looked it up. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna eat that shit up, man. We should get we should get it when we work together next. <laughs> They're already selling it, right? I I have no clue. I guess so because there's already pictures on Google. Little Caesars S tier. S tier? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's just absolutely. I, I don't give a shit about the hate. It, it's so convenient to get. And honestly, not that bad. Not. No, bad. it's good. I, I think it's great. Um. C tier, Burger King, just for my explanation, not as bad yeah. as Arby's, still wouldn't no, pick it over most Arby's. of the other things on this list. Let me actually make a new a new tier, a new row just for Arby's because no one, nothing is a shit. Add Arby's. a row below. Let's see. What do we, I'll put it as like, as what? I'm just going to put it as dick. Ooh, good idea. Um... Carl's Jr. You ever had Carl's Jr.? I have not. There was a Carl's Jr. by my house for the longest time. Never wanted to go there. I think I, I got it like one or two times, hated on it. I feel bad now, though, being older. Yeah? I feel like I hated on it a little too hard. I don't know. I just feel like for some reason there's something in my gut that tells me Carl's Jr. is good. <laughs> so there was. I haven't had Carl's Batman Jr. Burger. or In-N-Out. So I can't really rank those. Okay, well, it's I'm gonna give Carl's Jr. a C out of out of kindness of my heart. Okay, let me add. In and out is uh, D. Is D? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like it's really just a middle finger to every fucking person that lives in California. Like verified. <laughs> verified. It's just so it's, it's just so shit. I mean, I just I've never eaten In and Out and been like, mm, that was worth it. Right. Okay. Haven't tried Carl's. I, m- I made a separate one for haven't tried White Castle. Haven't tried White Castle. Everything else, though, I think I've had. I don't even know what White Castle is. It's that, That's your territory. It's like chicken. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Little Caesars S tier for sure. Uh, we have Burger King on C, Arby's and Spawn of Satan. Um, Absolutely. Okay. What's next? Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A grabbed me by the balls. It got me. I <laughs> Honestly? I it's just, S-tier. It's grabbing by the nuts. Yeah. S-tier. 100%. Above Little Caesars? You think so? Uh, Yeah. Because I feel better after I eat Chick-fil-A than, yeah, than when I eat I Little Caesars. Good. I feel the homophobia. Yeah. Fuels me. I feel It really does. Uh, Chipotle? A tier. is good, but it's A tier. A tier. I think it's good. Actually, B tier, and I'll tell you why. I think it's good, but A, I think it's overrated. B, it's over. It is overpriced. As an expert, my territory. Mm-hmm. It just. It, it, it's it's like a specific time where it hits. Because I've been to Chipotle. Right. I've gotten a burrito. Mm-hmm. Shit's magical. It is. But there's there's also been times where I go and get it. Uh-huh. Not worth it. Fucking ruins my day. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just the worst thing I've ever had. 
<laughs> fucking ruined my day, man. I got it, and I sat there in, in the building. <laughs> I just, I, I stared at my half-eaten burrito, and I was like, I, I don't know where I went wrong. Um, you think it depends on what you put in it, or you just, no matter what. I get practically the same thing every time. Okay. Um, they did, they did have a meat there for a long time that they took away, and it kind of fucked me. Mm. They had like some lemon, no, some lime meat. So fucking good. Oh yeah, I know they have that lime rice, which is which is pretty good. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Domino's pizza better or worse than Little Caesars? Worse. Well, it's worse. It is worse. No, 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 it is. No, no. Actually, hold on. Have you had the thin crust at Domino's? I have. I think. Shit's pretty fire. I think. So is the pasta. Um, I'm gonna put Domino's on A. Because it's good. It's not too expensive, and I don't feel as shitty wh- compared okay. to Little Caesars, but it's just not as convenient. It's not. It's ex- it's fucking. I bought a, a thin crust pizza mm-hmm. and a little thing of pasta. You know how much it was? Twenty bucks. Forty. What? It was forty fucking dollars. Okay, yeah, maybe B tier then. I ate everything in that. I I didn't even enjoy eating it at that point. I was like, I gotta finish this because I spent forty dollars. Yeah, but B tier below Chipotle then. Below because of the price. Yeah. Okay, wh- when it comes to Dairy Queen, are we basing it off its whole menu or what it's famous for? Uh, What it's famous for. I think that's fair. Okay. Unless you want to base it on everything and then have what it's famous for as like an addendum. So, I mean, because I mean... Because, I mean, we're basing it off of the whole menu for everything else. Right. Well, here's the thing is with Dairy Queen. Uh-huh. Is it's like a weird. Everything else kind of has a focus, mm-hmm. and like it keeps that focus. Dairy Queen's um. Dairy Queen's kind of weird. Yeah. It's so clearly an ice cream place, but for some reason they sell burritos, and tacos and stuff, and corn dogs. Yeah. None of that food's really that good. Yeah. Well, let's let's focus on what it. They're selling ice cream's point. Sell. <laughs> the ice cream's great. S tier for I, sure. No, no, no. I wouldn't say S tier. No. There's better ice cream. What do you think? I would better? say A. I would say I would say A. You would say A. Because like I feel like Dairy Queen doesn't lean in hard enough actually. Oh. Because I, I had okay, so I I had one the other day, a stru- chocolate strawberry. A blizzard. Yeah, it was delightful. Mm-hmm. But if I went to like Marble Slab, right, or Baskin Robbins, right, well, they would have given me a little something special, a little something extra. To be fair, uh, the blizzards aren't technically ice cream. What do you mean? I I don't think they're marketed as ice cream, are they? The the blizzards. I think it's like um, almost like a a concrete from Five Guys. Motherfucker. I did not know that. I don't know. Let me see. Is a blizzard... I, I still I still think... I still think they're Queen's A. Ice cream. Blizzards technically aren't ice cream. Correct. Boom. That's... Cool. So lame. Um, this can't even be ice cream correctly. I'm gonna put it... I'll put it A tier. 
Um, because I do agree. I think there is better like desserts. I won't say ice like cream because it's technically not ice cream, but if I wanted to get an ice cream like treat, mm-hmm. I just don't think. I mean, I go to Dairy Queen, but like, if I really feel in it, I'm not gonna go to Dairy Queen. Where would you go? H E B. Shout out H E B. Shout out H E B. Like I just, I will. G- I w- I'm still gonna keep it A tier, but I will give Dairy Queen this. It's not that expensive. Yeah. So ice cream's not that bad. As a boon. You can get a pretty decent. Yeah. Or the blizzard. You can get a blizzard for a pretty good price. Yeah. Okay. Five, Five guys. guys. Burgers and fries. Overrated? Overrated. Overrated. Okay. But we're going on the same page. Overrated. I would still say it's A, though. You think so? Yeah. I would say it's A. Mm. I would say it's A. I okay. don't know. It's pretty good. I would say probably would high say B tier. You're high B tier. Yeah, I can I can live with the high B tier. I think high B tier. I'm not I'm not gonna die on the five guys though. Right, I I think high B tier because I like their their desserts. Um, you're not gonna desserts. <laughs> yes, I like the desserts. I when I bite into a burger, do you think I wanna I wanna feel like I'm eating paint chips? I want to come when I bite into a burger. That's what I'm saying. I want to bite into a thick, meaty burger. And that is just not Five Guys. It's still good. It's still good. I like the fries. I like the sauce. Uh, No, I'm with you on that one, actually. High B tier. Oh, you know what? I think I've actually... I always get Five Guys and Freddy's confused in my head. I was thinking of Freddy's. Freddy's is a super thin burger. Yes. Is Five Guys like a normal-sized burger? Yeah, it's it is. I it's been a while since I've had it. I'm gonna keep it high B tier. Last time we, I think you and I, were, yeah, actually, the last time we had, we both had five guys. It was us there. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it high C tier. C wow okay because it's Damn. so forgettable for me. Okay. Again, I'm not gonna. Or die ma- on no, 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 no. So up low B tier, low B tier, below Domino's. Mm, above Domino's, below Chipotle. Okay. Maybe. No, 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 no. What am I saying? Five guys before Chipotle and Domino's. So mm-hmm. yeah, high mm-hmm. B tier. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Jack in the box. C. You think so? That's fuck Jack in the box. I just. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Jack in the box has some things, but I feel like you have to specifically want to be in that mood. Yeah. Well, it, to like, me, I feel like Jack in the Box is so circumstantial. Jack in the Box is like a road trip restaurant. Right. So it's helpful. So it's C. I'll give it C. Right. C above Burger King. A high C. It's above everything. But I can't think of a time where I was like, you know what I really fucking want right now? Curly fries. Jack in a Box. Okay. Maybe I've said that. But like, <laughs> it's just but, like, but I, everything I don't, else. Jack in a Box. Like, I know. I, I, don't, I don't feel Jack in a Box. I don't feel with it. I'll fuck with That's it. That's fine. I can I can live with a high C tier. KFC. Overrated. I have no thoughts on KFC. I really have no opinion on KFC. I had the I don't know if you've had it, the Mountain Dew like the new flavor. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's pretty good. Okay. Um But that's all I can say. I honestly don't remember the last time I had it, so I'm gonna put it in haven't tried. I'm gonna put it in dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
it's, I won't. I'll, I'll put it with. Uh, no, I, it isn't. I'll put it in C. Uh, I'm gonna put McDonald's. S tier. Huh? S tier probably. Tbh. I mean. Ooh. It's the shit. It's not S tier. I'll be honest. It's not. I'm gonna put it C tier above Jack in the Box C? and Burger King. C. C tier because yes, it's incredibly cheap. But I feel like absolute dog shit when I eat it. <laughs> but it's McDonald's. I feel like I will die within the next hour whenever I eat McDonald's. Low B. The fries no, are let's good. Be in the middle. Let's be in the middle and say low B. Low B is good. Because I feel like putting it in C with fucking Burger King just doesn't feel right. <laughs> it doesn't feel right with me. I don't know. It's poetic in a like way. I would rather I would rather have McDonald's over Burger King. Yeah, I mean you could put it above Burger King. Like it's sitting with fucking Jack in a Box and Burger King. Damn, it's poetic. Poetic. I mean, I guess they're all fighting, but they're all the same in a way. Yeah, they're all mid. Fan Express. That, that's B. Okay, so we're doing low B for McDonald's. No, I put it in C. I just put it top C. It's the king of it's the king of mid. Yeah. Honestly, yes. If I'm gonna eat, if I'm gonna eat an all right meal, I guess I'll have. I'm still putting Jack in the Box ahead of Burger King. I want you to know. It is ahead of Burger King, yeah. Okay. Okay, Panda Express. B or A? I I could I could go either one. It's really on you. I think high B, like top B. top B, above Five Guys, because. I want it enough to where it's like, ooh, pandas, like, I could really go for panda right now. Yeah. But it's not super consistent. I feel like every other time I get Panda Express, it's just not as good as the time it was before. So I've only had panda one time. Yeah. Recently. I had it one time. Starla really wanted to go there. Mm -hmm. And I got it. It's fucking good. (laughs) It (laughs) is good. It's good. I was like, holy shit, this is the shit. But the next time you go, you'll think. I don't know. Mm. I, I've thought about going there again, but you're right. I didn't want to sully that experience, so I just like, yeah, I'll just have that one. Right. Well, fine. we can we can go together. Check it out. Give it a little try. Check it out. Give you a second try. And I guarantee you, you'll be like, this was good, but not quite like last time. So, so what? High, middle B, you said? Top B. Top B. I, w- I would above put it above life. five guys. Because a, I don't remember the last time I had Five Guys. So true. And Papa B, John's. I, I really like Asian food. So, Papa John's pizza. Uh, above Domino's, below Chipotle. On B tier. Okay. Pizza Hut, A tier. A tier before Dairy Queen for sure. Right so now. top A tier. Pizza Hut's good. Popeyes A tier. Don't even care. Popeyes, you I would put get, you actually don't, low S tier on this one. S tier. Yes. Really. Part of that's nostalgia, though. Okay. We the used Louisiana. To, yeah, yeah. We used to have Popeyes after church every Sunday. Oh, you sure you're a white man? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I I feel like I'm not. You got a little something something else in you there. A little something else. No, I love... Yeah, Popeyes is good. It is good. I, do you like the Black and Ranch? 
The what? Do you have that? The Blackened Ranch at Popeyes? I haven't tried it, no. I haven't had Popeyes in a while. This shit is... It's good? It's like my favorite sauce of all time. It's so good. Ooh. I, I, lo- I love their gravy. I love their mashed potatoes. Their biscuits are dry as fuck, but that's what makes them good. Um, <laughs> and there's no feeling quite like digging my, my teeth into a juicy Popeye's chicken thigh. It's good. It does hit sometimes. Yes. So I'm actually going to put it above Little Caesars. For nostalgia reasons? Nostalgia and the more reasons. I think about it, the more I'm like, damn, that's good. But it is right. expensive. Is a thing. It really is. For my one meal, it's like 15 bucks. So maybe I will keep it at, at bottom S tier. Sonic. S- a tier. Um, I've always kind of felt like Sonic's food is mid. The, I think the only okay, thing... so I've here's the thing I have with that. Huh? The food is mid in the way... I feel like shit when I eat it. You said you feel like shit with McDonald's. I feel worse when I eat Sonic. Really? Yes. Something about like eating Sonic food to me is is funky. Like, if I'm going to Sonic, I'm getting a Route 44 sweet tea or a slushy with nerds in it. Dude, I haven't had that in a, in a while. Nerds? I forgot they had that. Yeah, or Jolly Rancher. You know they had boba. Did you know they had boba at one they point? They have boba. What? Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Sonic low A tier. No, I can live with that. Yeah, it just I would probably put it before Dairy Queen, after Pizza Hut. Actually, you know what? I think high B. You think so? But I'm thinking about like I like Sonic, but it makes me feel like shit, and like I really wish I didn't eat Sonic as much. So I think it's high B. High B? Okay. Where where would you put it? In B, high B. Would you put um, it before or after Panda? And before like or after Five Guys? After. I put it above Panda. Above above Panda? Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Because if we were going to put it in A, then I think B, high B. That's fair. Because like, I'm yeah, more yeah. likely to go to Sonic than Panda Express. That's Even fair. if it's just for a slushy or a shake, I'm still going to go to Sonic. Honestly, on, on my end, Panda Express and Sonic are interchangeable, so... They're both high B for me. Subway A tier. Subway? A, maybe even I even settle for S, to be honest with you. Low tier S for sure. It's so good. I think I would even put it above Popeyes. I would as well. Hell, I would even put it above Little Caesars. I absolutely would. I agree. So, below Chick-fil-A, second, second one in the S tier. Subway. Is there? It's just so reliable. There's so many. I, I just that toasted. Well, I, I didn't really learn it, but today, um, Starla and I were were driving, and she was noticing the fact that there is a subway like in every corner mm-hmm. of everywhere, and we ended up looking it up. There's more subways in America than there is McDonald's. Really? Yeah, subway is fucking everywhere. Common subway W. It's just, I feel like they should like, <laughs> with how many subways there are, there should be like an emergency phone in there or something. Yeah, honestly, and you can you can just trust the subway. I mean, it's like a it's like a a mattress. What what is it? Mattress firm. Yeah, a mattress firm. There's one on every. There's two on every corner. Dude, I just and it's good. Like if you're really 
You could get the same sandwich for a long time, and when you finally get tired, change it up. Yeah, exactly. There's just so many options. I started getting the chicken teriyaki. Um, I forget exactly what it's called, but chicken teriyaki. So good. Yeah. I have not, n- never have I gone to Subway since then and not gotten the sweet onion chicken teriyaki. So good. You said the sweet onion chicken teriyaki? Yep. I get it on Italian bread. I toast it. Put banana peppers, black olives, spinach, pickles. And if I'm feeling spicy, every now and then I'll get a little jalapeno. Sounds pretty good, man. That is pretty good. Taco Bell. High A tier. I would I would put it above Pizza Hut. I would say it's the best at A tier. Yeah. Very convenient. Reliable taste. Maybe not the best, but reliable. Pretty low it's cheap. pretty low dollar. Yeah. Seen the menu? It's I got a I was I wasn't like super hungry, mm-hmm. so I didn't want a combo. Right. I went to go get a melt, it was two dollars. Exactly. Exactly. It's pretty good. Wendy's. Yeah, what's that last one? It's it's what? You know what I said. I just I was asking. Can't read. I'm dyslexic. <coughs> um. I haven't had that since I was like thirteen, when probably. Thirteen. <laughs> um. I've been I've been on a I've been on a bit of a Wendy's kick. Oh yeah. I've been on a, yeah. Um. Yeah. Ever since I ever since I sh- I, sh- I showed Starla, she's. She loves Wendy's. She loves what? It's just like this restaurant. <laughs> uh, I would put it top C tier above McDonald's. What did you say? You said C tier? I did. There's no fucking way you put Wendy's in C tier. Wendy's is better than McDonald's. It's, it's a step above. It's in B. Low B. Low B. Below Domino's? No shot. What did you wait? Is five is five guys not at the bottom of B for you? Uh no, I have it before Chipotle. Oh, it's above Papa. It's both. It's above the pizza places. Yes, and Chipotle. So it's okay behind Sonic and I, Panda. I'd put Wendy's right behind Five Guys. I can I can respect that. Wendy's, Wendy's above is, Chipotle. Wendy's is the elite fast food burger place. True. It's it's just as cheap and easy as McDonald's, but it tastes better. True. You don't feel like shit when you eat Wendy's. <laughs> exactly. It's it's like a fresher McDonald's is what it feels like. It is, yeah. Nice. Anything you want to change before we finalize these this this tier list? I'm gonna put Burger King in D. In D. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's fair. I'm it's keeping Arby's and Spawn of Satan. Like to, to I think putting Burger King above In and Out is just disrespectful. Because In and Out is disappointing, but it's not that bad. Not not that's not Burger King bad. I don't have In and Out ranked because I I haven't tried it. So okay, but but I get what you're saying. <laughs> I just put White Castle with Arby's. <laughs> Fair enough. Something about, I know I know it would be shit. I can just feel it. Something about it, yeah. It's not on here, but thoughts on Long John Silvers? Never had it. 
really? I thought you would. Knowing you, you would have to have it. <laughs> I'm not that white. It's actually pretty good. I'm pretty <laughs> white, but I'm not that white. Cool. That's oh, a Cracker Barrel. Oh, don't even get me started on that Southern huh. cooking. Shit is delicious. Bussin, bussin. Bussin, bussin. All right, so S tier, Chick-fil-A, Subway, Little Caesars, and Popeyes. Uh, yes. Pretty solid. I think that's Locked undeniable. In. Yeah. Indisputable. Locked in. A, Taco Bell, Dairy Queen, Pizza Hut. Oh, you have Dairy Queen above Pizza Hut? I did, but your disappointing tone makes me think that... Oh, no, I'm not disappointed. I was just... I, I didn't expect that. I thought you would enjoy Pizza Hut more than Dairy Queen. Because I, I have a Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and then Dairy Queen. Because, I mean, Pizza Hut's food is... Like, the menu is good. Mm. Dairy, well, I get you, actually. You know, Dairy Queen is just the blizzards. I mean, I feel like... I feel like... I don't even know why Dairy Queen is on this fucking list. It just seems unfair. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Because, like, it's just ice cream. It's it's not that hard to have good ice cream. Well, you'd be like, surprised. What I, what, what I go, I've gone to Wendy's more than I've gone to Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put Dairy Queen in dick. <laughs> okay. So, A tier. I have Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and Dairy Queen. That you have me. Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and then you have Dairy Queen and dick? Yeah. Okay. B tier. Sonic. Panda Express, Five Guys, Wendy's, Chipotle, Papa John's, Domino's. Sounds right to me. Okay. Locked in. C tier. McDonald's, Jack in the Box. Uh-huh. Okay. Locked in. D tier, Burger King. Yeah, I I mean, for, for D tier, I didn't know, and Burger King. Oh, okay, that's right. Um... And for C tier, I had McDonald's, Jack in the Box, and Carl's Jr. Ah, okay, cool, 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 cool. So, where did you put KFC? Uh, C. Okay. Interesting. Cool. I think. Sounds like a good list to me. Great list. Great, great list. And then I'm gonna take a screenshot of this. Post it in our uh, the Common Ground Discord. Links in below. Yeah, we'll make one. <laughs> um, maybe that maybe that'll be a good uh, ritual for us. Every episode we <laughs> we do a tier list. <laughs> Fun little tier list. Uh, let's see, fast food tier list. The Common Ground. Put that in desktop. Cool. Um. Cool, 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 cool. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We have reached an hour and a half. Um. Did you still have some topics that you wanted to discuss? Um. Because uh, I mean, hmm. I could still. I I I was thinking we would end it on video games. Well, we could talk about video games for a bit, and then. And then we'll round it out there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do you want to do another tier list? A video game tier list? Or do you want I mean, to just talk about video games? Just raw talk about it? Uh, 
I mean, we can honestly, we can just probably just raw talk about it. I'm down for that. Talk about games in general, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So, video games. Where do you want to start? What do you want to do? Um, I think I mean, we can talk about what your favorite games. Sounds good to me. Turn do you want to start on the games? Because I mean, I, I mean, I have a couple of games that I could talk about. Uh, sure. Yeah. 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 I'll start. Um. Well, I guess so. We we said favorite video games. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Or I guess whatever games feel. Oh goodness. Um. Okay. I know I briefly touched on it last time. Um, but I think a game that'll always have a special place in my heart is Dishonored. Yeah, and I, I know you love that game. Um, that that's the first game that I ever fully completed. I'm pretty sure. Um, I have a horrible memory, so don't quote me on that, but it's my most vivid memory of completing a video game. Hmm. Um, I really enjoy the world that it's set in. I enjoy the gameplay loop. Um, the amount of times that I went through those levels after having already beaten them in my initial playthrough and discovered a new path to get to the objective or the side objective or anything like that, that I had absolutely right. no clue existed, absolutely blew my mind. There were so many different <laughs> ways to approach it. Um, I think the combat is good. I think the movement is fun. Uh, the graphics are a little dated, but, I mean, the game came out, I think, in 2012. Let me look it up. Dishonored. Oh, ago. Came out... Uh, yeah, 2012. That's been it's been a minute. October 9th, 2012. Um such an amazing game. Very simple story, very very simple but very well executed. Um for those of you who haven't played it or maybe if you have played it but it's been a while, I'll give a brief little I guess summary of the story. Um there's a man named Corvo Atano. He's like the head of the Royal Guard for uh, this empire called Dunwall, or this town, I guess. Like, uh, I don't know the best. It's kind of, I don't know the best way to describe it, but it's like a futuristic, like Victorian era, dystopian kind of vibe. It's like futuristic steampunk. The atmosphere is amazing. Um, one of my favorite things... Oh, I'm getting sidetracked. Okay. Story. Uh, his name is Corvo Otano. He's the Lord Protector is his title, but he's like head of the guard. Um, he is framed for the murder of the queen, uh, Jessamine Caldwin, and he is thrown in prison to be executed. He escapes with the assistance of a loyalist party on the outside that was loyal to the empress that was murdered. Um, he then goes on a series of missions to take out the people who overthrew uh, the queen. Uh, and you can do it lethally or non-lethally. And we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But basically, so you go through all these missions. Uh, you take out the men that overthrew uh, the kingdom um, and then you rescue your daughter at the end of the game turns out your daughter is the princess um, and it, it wasn't Spoilers. really 
it wasn't really confirmed until Dishonored 2 came out in 2017. So it was kind of just like hinted at, but it wasn't ever really confirmed until Dishonored 2 came out. But anyways, so that's the basic story. Um, hence why that the game is called Dishonored. You know, you're framed for the murder of the woman you love and you have to like prove yourself. Gameplay-wise, it's quite a fun game, yeah. Yes, very... Um, the movement is one of the best things about it, honestly. Um, not in the same way where it's like Warframe, you know, you, you're bouncing around the map. Like, y- your feet can almost... You can almost play a whole level without, you know, your feet only touching the ground like one or two times. Um, whereas in Dishonored, the movement is... Like, it feels just as fun, but it mainly comes from the abilities that you have and, like, the equipment and whatnot. But the gameplay is... It's sluggish, kind of, but in a good way. I don't know how to describe it. Like, it feels like there's weight to everything you're doing, but you don't feel weighed down, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. Imagine, like, Mirror's Edge with magic, kind of. I do like I like the I like the movement system in Mirror's Edge, so sounds cool. Yeah, there's like vaulting and stuff and, and it's not as in depth as Mirror's Edge, but it's you know. Um but man, great, great game, great story. Um one of my favorite things about it is it introduces like a chaos system. So the choices that you make while you play the game affect the outcome of the story. And basically... I think those kind of systems are always pretty cool. They are pretty cool. Uh, I think when they're done done in a good way, they're pretty cool. Uh, I think the way that Dishonored handles it is good compared to like... um, uh, What's another game that has like a... There's one specifically Uh, that I'm thinking of. I don't know if... I know Infamous has one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, Infamous. So Infamous is kind of like... You kind of have that... You choose whether to be good or bad. Right, but it's it's not... It doesn't really have a whole lot of bearing on the overall like world of the game, if that makes sense. Just your abilities. Right, exactly. So you might be choosing to to play evil but you're not really seeing how that affects the world around you mm-hmm. it just gives you different abilities whereas in dishonored all of the abilities are available to you at any time it's just about how you use them so the game takes place during like this dystopian rat plague and the more people you kill the more dead bodies there are the more rats feed on those dead bodies and then spread the plague even more and then reproduce and then continue the cycle. Over time, the more chaos you cause, the shittier the city gets. Um, there are these like zombie-type enemies called weepers that have been infected by the rat plague. Um, and, yeah, weepers. And the higher chaos, the more they spawn. So as you're going through the story, um, and and they call it a chaos system, right? So you have high chaos and you have low chaos. Um, The way that your chaos is influenced is 
how you're behaving during the levels, right? Are you knocking people out or are you killing them? The biggest factor is like lethal or non-lethal. Every mission has a target that you have to take out. And every target can be taken out lethally or non-lethally. And the cool thing about the non-lethal takedown is that you have to explore the level to find the non-lethal takeout before you can That's ever cool. use it as an option. But it's, it's a really well done system and it really feels like your actions have consequences because there's two endings, right? So there's the high chaos and the low chaos. And in the high chaos ending, well, maybe I shouldn't spoil it, but it's like it, it has a direct bearing on the world of the game as you play and the ending of the game based on how you play. I will say, though, the canon ending is the low chaos. Okay. But it's it's just done so perfectly. The game, honestly, I would rate it like 9.8 out of 10. Do you like it more than Persona? Ooh, that's a tough question. <laughs> I think I'll say I think the only thing that for me Dishonored has over Persona maybe not the only thing but one of the biggest things is uh replayability. Yeah, because I love Persona 5. Persona 5 Royal specifically, love that game. We've talked about it. Probably my favorite game of all time now. I have been on my second playthrough for about 6 months. <laughs> That is true. Um, and I've only played like a month into the game. So I love the game. And I think I would be able to play through it again. But I always pick inopportune times to play it. And I also feel like I have to kind of be in a very specific mood to play it. You can't just jump in. Right. I mean, I could. I would get into it if I did just jump in. But it's, you know, it's hard to kind of just jump in. But I, I think Dishonored... The replayability is definitely, I'd say they're like right next to each other. They they both share my my top spot. I I, I definitely don't have a favorite game myself. I don't think. Right. But I'm. I will say, I think I'm interested in in trying Dishonored. I think I have it. I think they gave it away on Epic Games. Yeah. A couple months back or yeah. however long back. I have I have it saved, so I'll probably end up downloading it and giving it a shot soon. Oh, you absolutely should. I highly recommend it. I think you'd like it. I think you really would. Um, I haven't played the sequel fully. I've started it quite a few times, but I I never really uh, finished it. So I think I, I'm probably going to try and knock that off my list pretty soon. Um, do, you pl- <laughs> do you play as a different character in the sequel? You can choose between playing as Corvo or as his daughter. Oh, okay. Interesting. The, the canon choice is his daughter. I believe. I'm okay. looking it up. But for the people that want to play the same character, the option's there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the canon protagonist for Dishonored 2 is Emily Caldwell, which is his daughter. Sounds like a fun time, though. I, I think you'd really enjoy it. I really do. Definitely check out the first one for sure. For some reason, something about the second one I just can't super get into, and I don't know why. I definitely will. <clears throat> There's a lot of games I want to try. Oh, yeah. Right now, though, Tears of the Kingdom has me gripped. Oh, my goodness, yeah. That's a, a good segue. Let's talk about games that are gripping us. You go first. Tears of the Kingdom. Tell me about it. Tears of the Kingdom. It <clears throat> A game hasn't grabbed me like this since Ragnarok. Oh, such a good game. I don't know. Like I just... 
It's weird because so Ragnarok grabbed me because of the story. Right. Right. Um, the gameplay was great, which is which is really good right. to have both of those things. Of course. But I mean, it was nothing that another game hasn't done before. Right. So the story really, it's like I just wanted to see where Kratos and Atreus were going to go. Right. With Breath of the Wild, it's the opposite. The story is there. Right. And I'm and I'm curious. I I am curious on where it's going to go in the game. But not. But in the same way. But not in the same way. It's. The gameplay is what carries the game. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot tell you just how fun it is to do anything in that game, <laughs> because the game is essentially, and I, I'm I'm quoting all the comments and I'm quoting all of the people that have played it. It's oh, you can do that. The game. Oh my goodness. That worked. Like that's what it is. Right. Like the like I'm I'm very curious to now watch like a walkthrough, mm-hmm. other people's gameplay, and also look at like how the how you were intended to do the dungeon. Right. Because I know for a fact I never do it the way it's supposed to. Right, because every like, like approach can be different. You could do whatever the hell you want. If it works, it works. It's actually... People are, are vastly underestimating how incredible the game is. Like, I mean, I guess they're not. They're praising it pretty... Like, but on a technical level, a lot of the, a lot of the things that happen in this game shouldn't be possible. Right. And I, I mean, I'm no expert, but I... I took year a couple years of game development, uh-huh. right? I know how hard it is to do anything. On a technical level, not only is the game itself so fucking impressive, mm-hmm. it runs on the Switch. Well, pretty well, huh? Yeah, it runs fine. I mean, it's, it's 30 FPS, which I feel like in the year 2023 it shouldn't be. Right. But the game is so impressive technically, it's like, yeah, I'll let it slide. Right. That's fine. Well, I feel like, like I'm having so much fun. limited themselves with a Switch. So what Nintendo does is they never directly go after Microsoft or Sony. Right. They always pave their own little path. Right. And they're happy to stay. And they do their own thing. And they they innovate. They do something entirely different. Well, which is good. It's great. So Sony and Sony and Microsoft are battling over specs. Right. Right. Base the the basic things. And so you usually have one or the other. Mm-hmm. You have PlayStation or Xbox. Nintendo does this thing where it's super smart. They decide to get come out of the competition entirely and do their own separate thing, which usually causes the customer to, regardless that they chose Switch, I mean, regardless that they chose Xbox, PlayStation, or PC, they have a Switch on the side. Yeah. I mean, they have the, a Nintendo console on the side. You so there is no picking with Nintendo. Yeah. They just they just pick it. They pick it as well. I feel like Nintendo is like a, like a it's always been like a household brand. It's just kind of like something that you expect everyone to like, you know? No, it, no, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's they've they've just they've perfectly they've perfectly like made their own little stamp, right? Um, when it comes to that, and if they keep doing that, then they're not going to have any problems. The Switch is actually very close to becoming the best-selling console of all time. Nice, that's awesome. I. Th- Funny enough, I think Nintendo holds the record right now. That's cool. That's really cool. With the Wii. And in terms of innovation, it sounds like Tears of the Kingdom is just another stepping stone on that on that path of just like continually improving. Yeah, I'm into, I'm I'm worried for next year. In terms of games. Cuz 6 years, so I think Tears of the Kingdom is the last game they're releasing for the Switch, the last big game besides Pikmin 4. Pick I me. think it's done. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm not a big Pikmin fan, but I understand the importance of a new game coming out. Right. I think this is it. I think new console comes out next year. You think so? And I think Metro Prime 4 is going to be their headliner. W- what kind of console do you think they'll release? That's what worries me. Oh. I hope to God Nintendo doesn't act like Nintendo. And do and another And they pull some crazy over. shit out of their ass. <laughs> and they, like, they do something that's... Because all they need to do to be successful again is release a more powerful Switch. Yeah, honestly. If they released as as just as affordable as it is now, right? But it upgraded its power, maybe added a gimmick or two, uh-huh. like a little something to just to like change it up, right? Eat that shit up. I'd eat it up. Maybe what what a if they made FPS, it like a, I'm good. What if they made it like a Camelback? You know Camelback? No. It's the little backpacks that have water in it that you can suck on. <laughs> so like, and you, they just did that for a console. Yeah, you just like you carry around a little whatever they call it on your little back and then you can I wouldn't be surprised at all if they did some shit like that I mean hell I'd buy it <laughs> I would buy I'd buy it I mean, I'd buy whatever Nintendo throws out but Nintendo's I don't I don't think reliable. I, don't I remember the last time I didn't buy it a Nintendo console I bought I've, yeah like I've been since the GameCube yeah <laughs> and like I've gotten every one of them so I will I say can. I think like Nintendo is genius, honestly, in the way that they just kind of do their own thing and let everyone else fight. They are. It, well, but but the, the coolest thing about it is that you can tell that they're passionate about it. Like, obviously... To a painful level sometimes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're a business, right? So they need to make money. But they're not going to sacrifice their integrity to do that. Yeah. For the most part, they, from what I they know, they are about stingy. Nintendo. Though they, that's that's the only thing I don't like about Nintendo is they're stingy with their their IPs. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean that's Japan in general. Sony is the same way. Sony is. So PlayStation has their their selfish problems. Xbox is the most openly consumer friendly. Yes. When it comes to that, but it's which which could be it's an hurting angle. Microsoft though. So my, funny thing about Microsoft is. The Xbox doesn't actually make them any money. No. Yeah, they lose money on the Xbox. I've seen <laughs> they so lose many money. articles. But Microsoft has so much money that they don't give a shit. Yeah. The 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 Xbox brand mm-hmm. brings the attention to Microsoft in general, which gets the money on that front. Right. Well, and that and they they have computers to support them. So. Right. So and like the whole Game Pass on PC thing, right. kind of like yeah, we'll get we'll get a comp- we'll get a because who doesn't own a Windows PC? Right. Well, I mean, a lot That's of people, sure. but yeah, you have some the, dweebs with Macs, part. but right. Yeah. I mean, it's. Fuck Max, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll, I'll, I'll die on that hill. Honestly, Chromebooks are ass. Chromebooks are Windows. worse than Macs. I gotta be honest. Well, they are not necessarily. I don't know. No, they suck. They they blow. Cam uh, Cam blow has a, she has a MacBook and a Chromebook, and she prefers the Chromebook. Well, I mean, I get it. Macs just suck, but yeah. I'm just I'm a Windows guy. But Tears of the Kingdom, right? So it's so advanced that people are kind of missing that it's so impressive, right? Like they're impressed. I mean, it's but they don't really grasp the full situation where it's like, holy shit! I mean, I I think they're talking about it because I'm looking online. And everyone's like, guys, I don't think you get it. Like we're, we're we're all impressed by everything we're doing right. because the game is so open. Like, you can do so whatever you want. So incredibly impressive. I mean, I literally saw like, 
a Korok crucifixion. So that's yeah, and that's not even like the most. Im- I was having uh, the time of my life today. <laughs> whenever I was playing that, I was running people over. Oh no! With a, a weapon, a vehicle of my choosing. Um, it's so much fun. <laughs> so much fun. I thought or you were like, going to say, I, I, man, I was having the time of my life today crucifying Koroks. <laughs> I have. I started torturing some Koroks. No. <laughs> <with you. laughs> I couldn't help it. It was. I, I strapped a rocket on him and I sent him into the canyon. Right. Well, see, now here's the thing, right, is Breath of the Wild came out, and it was touted as the best open-world game of all time. Tears of the Kingdom spits on it. I wanted so badly to play Breath of the Wild when it came out, and my younger brother had just gotten a Switch, like right before Tears of the, or Breath of the Wild came out. Yeah. And I begged him to let me buy it and play it on his Switch. But he had, you know, he had just gotten it, so it was no like, a, no, bah, bah, bah. Um, I tr- I tried so hard to convince him that he wanted it just so I could play it. <laughs> hey, man, hey man, this is a good game. <laughs> but I, me, play it. now that I have a Switch, I just never went back and bought it. Just um, play Tears of the King. Honestly. Yeah. Okay. You don't it actually to a frustrating degree for I don't care, but for other people. They're annoyed with how little connection there is to Breath of the Wild. Well, I feel like Zelda games have always been kind of disconnected, huh? For the most part, yeah, because it's it's not common for them to release a direct sequel. Right. I mean, <coughs> they've never they've really been about it. that. No, they kind of just... It's like Mario. They just... Funny enough, there is a Zelda timeline. It's very convoluted <laughs> where every game connects. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen the... Bi- uh, there's like a big book they used to sell at the school book Yeah, stores. and the book's wrong. <laughs> oh seriously? Nintendo made that book and it's wrong. Yeah. Um It's always funny to me c- when people like like creators forget <laughs> the continuity for their creations. <laughs> I feel yeah, like that's you got to trust the fans. I feel like that's what Scott Cawthon did with Five Nights at Freddy's and now he's just he's making shit up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just throwing things at the wall have and somehow you, the fans connected it. Have you seen Scott Cawthon uh, yeah, not Scott Cawthon. Um Game Theory's like videos on it in the past like few oh, years absolutely. cornerstone of I youtube but like holy shit like uh, so, some of the videos that he like he'll be talking about the books and i'm like what the f- what is scott cawthon doing <laughs> what is going on it's, i mean scott doesn't even make the games anymore no not anymore he gave uh full creative control to steel wool right yeah, he dropped it. I mean, I get it. That's a, f- a lot of. Well, I mean, there was a lot of controversy that came out, you know, around the time that um, security breach was coming out about who he was supporting in the election yeah. and 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 stuff like that. So, he, I I'm sure he was under a lot of pressure to step away. But, um, in terms of like creators forgetting their timeline. So Zelda has I, I I've I've played a link between worlds I think what's the one where you yeah. like turn into you a painting wall. is that that is a link between worlds okay so I I actually played a good bit of that on my 3ds it's a really good game um I never beat it but I enjoyed it but it's kind of like um. I feel like the story is 
secondary to the experience. Like our story is very simple. I feel like that's a common Nintendo thread. Uh yeah. I mean pretty much. I mean there's some games that so Zelda has more of a story than I think most of their games have. Uh-huh. The only the only other franchise for them that has a story that they stick to is Metroid. Right. Okay. Metroid has like most like one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're just in a straight line. Zelda has like I don't know how many games. And there's the fallen hero timeline, the child timeline, and the adult timeline. Right, and that's all the different versions on Smash. On oh, Smash. Uh let me think. Maybe? Yes. <laughs> kind of. So Zelda starts with Skyward Sword. Okay. From the timeline perspective, the the first like game is Skyward Sword. Okay. It's the first version of Link. Let me look up this timeline so I can fact check you. And and in that and in Skyward Sword, he becomes um. That's when he gets like cursed, to be forever reincarnated. Oh, okay. So that's the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Hold and on. then there's like, let me. I don't know if you've ever heard of Ocarina of Time. Yes. Uh, that's probably the most popular one, right? It, it's touted as like one of the best games of all time. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about that. Maybe it's just like I don't. Maybe it was because it was revolutionary at the time, which I get that part. Mm-hmm. But like objectively, going back to that game, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I don't get the best game of all time from it, but that game splits the timeline. Okay. In, into three separate. Right. And then for from there on out, every game that came out was like a version. So basically there's three there's three versions. Right. One is so in the game he picks up the master sword, right? Uh-huh. I'm l- and, and I'm g- master- I've got the timeline up to check you, so. The master sword he can't pick it up as a child. Okay. So he takes that sword and he ages into the future. Okay. The adult timeline. Okay. <clears throat> and in that timeline he stops Ganon. He stays as an adult. He doesn't like hates when he continues as an adult. Uh-huh. Zelda doesn't send him back at the end of the game, uh-huh. and eventually that leads into Wind Waker. Okay. <clears throat> and then from Wind Waker, you get all the games that you know who Toon, Toon Link looks like. You know what he looks like. He's in Smash. Yes. You no. get all the all the those games: Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks. You get that. Okay. However, there's an alternate thing. At the end of Ocarina of Time, Zelda sends him back. After he stops Ganon, after he kills him, she sends him back. He puts the sword back in the thing, and he's a kid again, and he lives out his childhood. Which leads into Majora's Mask. Okay. Majora's Mask, he... There's a lot of, like, questions on whether he dies in that game or not. But after Majora's Mask, it's Twilight Princess. Uh-huh. Do you have a and reference Twilight image pulled up, or are you doing this all off? It's kind of off rip. Damn. You're on. On it. Just like I just like Zelda. <laughs> um I don't know what's after Twilight Princess. Four Swords Adventures. Okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about Four Swords Adventures. Okay. I, I just I just I, I just assumed it was like a just I don't know. I don't know the story of that one. But I know in Twilight Princess what connects the two games is you actually fight a dead link in that game. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait okay, so I'm confused, right? So Ocarina mm-hmm. of Time. Yeah. How do you get this timeline split? It's something with the Master Sword? So, you don't you don't you don't really so the master sword turns him into an adult. Okay, so he picks it up. It turns him into an adult. 
So there's you see from it's, there. There's into the future. Okay. So there's two, and this all happens in Ocarina of Time. Right. So you so get you, sent to the future into the in the game. You play through both. Like you don't. Oh, you don't. So you you play the adult timeline in the game. They sent that they you you grow up. You and kill you stop Ganon. Ganon. Right. Okay. Right. And Zelda sends you back. So the adult timeline is basically. So th- that timeline where he stopped Ganon. Okay. Okay. And then at the end of Ocarina of Time, I guess it ends with her sending him back. Right. And that's another timeline. And then that's so when the child timeline starts, where he right, puts so the sword back. And he just goes back into his thing. And then Majora's Mask is a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time. Okay. So you play as the same little Link, right? Right. And you're and you're looking for the fairy that left you at the end of that game. So that, that that's like one of the few times where it's a direct sequel. It's very easy to track. Uh huh. And then Twilight Princess came out years later, and there's a couple of references, so people kind of just pieced it together. Like, oh, this is set years after that game. Okay. So what about this and then Fallen the f- Hero? Fallen time? Hero. Yeah. That's basically. I actually I don't know because I know there's a lot of games in that one. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know the order to that one uh, specifically. A link to the uh, past. Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, Link's Awakening, A Link Between Worlds, Triforce Heroes. It, in, it ends with Zelda 2, right? It ends with The Adventure of Link. Yeah, Zelda 2. Okay. Um, yeah, it's actually kind of funny how late the original Zelda is in the timeline. Yeah, it's it's almost this, it, I guess in order, it's the fourth to last. And if it, I'm remembering correctly, from the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are at the bottom, yeah. Yes, they're at the bottom, yeah. So we yeah, both said a hundred years so, after. So we don't know. Uh, I don't, people haven't really figured it out where that's what that. We know it's after everything, but we just don't know why. Right. And somehow it connects all of them. So this is another incarnation of Link, but we just don't know. So the reason why, I think. This is my theory. This is me going off. Uh-huh. Uh Nothing. I think the reason why we have to consider it after and somehow combining all the timelines at once is because in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, there's references to every game. Okay. Like, there's the costumes of every Link in that game. You know what I think it is? What? Only played... Okay, I've only played one Legend of Zelda game. And it was A Link Between Worlds. My theory is Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are in, like, a parallel universe. Parallel? Yes. So, you have all these timelines, right? But it's all... So, th- so they're all parallel universes? Yeah, well, they're all alternate timelines, and then they're all happening at the same time. Right. Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are in the same vein, you know? So, it's like a... It's, an, it's another timeline... But I think there's like some sort of so so here's Crossover. here's what I mean. So what I'm thinking is Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom take place hundred a hundred years after everything else, right? But yeah. what if it's just like a mirror universe kind of thing where they know about what happened in all these timelines and it's like some sort of culmination? Uh I mean, it could be. I mean it, there's not really a good answer. I mean I know so obviously, all these links in the game are not the same link. Right, they're different timelines. Yeah. No, not even in the in the same timeline. It's not the same link. Uh, oh. There's like hundreds of years gaps in some of these. Okay. Or like fifty years or whatever. 
so in Sky, I mean, I guess in a way it's the same person, but in Skyward Sword, it shows you that Link, the the spirit of Link is gonna completely he's gonna, he's gonna keep reincarnating. Okay, him and Zelda. So it's not the same. And Ganon, exactly. It's not the same person because they die. He dies. Right. And he comes like they, the spirit. hero comes back. Right. And the hero's soul. So, so in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, the thing is, is that the costumes I think are the most obvious one. Uh-huh. You could say it's just like, oh, it's because it's cool, you know. It's like a, it's like a little, like fan service, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to take it as what it is, which is it's canon. The descriptions of each item, and the item is, is like this: is a hero wore this to stop like a moon from landing, which is Majora's Mask, right? Or this hero wore it whenever he was a certain hero. Back in the ages, he wrote it on a boat, uh-huh. and it's describing each of the games, right? So, which means canonically, right? canonically, it happened in, in that timeline, right? And even some of the NPCs, they talk about things that have happened. Like I heard a story, like that in Hyrule, this happened, and you're like, oh. So, so it's it's hard to map it because obviously it's not the same person. Okay, wait. So if if Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild have references to all of the other games, maybe. The link that's in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom is the final incarnation. So at the beginning of Breath of the Wild, you wake up from a slumber. Right. A hundred year sleep, actually. Right. Oh, wait. So it, it almost seems like it's set up as if one of these timelines is continuing, but we don't know which one. Yeah. That's what makes it confusing is that they reference all of them. Okay. And so this link lives a lot longer, right? Right. He's I don't know where they're going with this because so so far since Breath of the Wild, obviously they're continuing in a straight path. Right. Tears of the Kingdom is as as in a- for some reason is they're weird with it. It's a direct sequel. Right. It's the things that happened in the last game continued over here, even right. though people act like they don't know you. The most direct sequel. Yeah, it's the most direct sequel since Majora's Mask. Right. And also I guess I guess Wind Waker Hourglass and Spirit Tracks were pretty direct with each other. There's three DS, ga- not, no, two DS games and one GameCube game. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what they do after Tears of the Kingdom. It's ca- actually it's kind of hard for them. I feel bad. They revolutionized gaming twice. I don't know how they're going to do it a third time. <laughs> hey, don't, they kind of set themselves up for failure. <laughs> I mean, a more powerful engine will be cool. Yeah. So maybe they use that. They got about seven years left, so they're good. Um, but I don't know. The Zelda timeline's confusing. It's cool, though. I, I like complex stuff like that. But complex in a way that, like, n- not like a Five Nights at Freddy's way where it's, like, actually what the fuck is happening. But, like, in, yeah. in this way where you have, like, you have traces. You can see what's happening, but you don't know exactly. For sure. Um. Cool. That's really cool. I'm uh yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I uh, I brought my Switch to work today to play Stardew Valley and <laughs> uh one of the one of the deli guys his name's Jimmy. He was playing uh Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> That's the shit, man. And uh, he made fun of me. He was like, "He was like, man, you're not playing Tears of the Kingdom, man. Come on, fucking virgin." Um, Holy shit. But just to kind of close this out, 
uh, speaking of games that have gripped us by the balls, Stardew Valley has a stranglehold on my balls. Gorilla gripped. Absolutely gorilla gripped. I don't know what it is about the game. I just can't get enough of it, dude. I like I, I was at work today and all I could think about was, man, I would really like to be playing Stardew Valley right now. <laughs> and it's like, no, I, I get that. I do. And like, oh my goodness, I don't know. Like I literally woke up at 6:30 yesterday. 6:30 in the morning after going to sleep at 2:30. Woke up. Felt fully energized. Sat at my computer for two hours looking through mods. <laughs> got lost. Mod addiction. I got lost in the sauce. No clue why. Um, but it, I'll tell you what. It all started like last week when I started watching. So there's this guy on YouTube. Shout out. Uh, he's way. He's got so many subscribers at this point. His name is Poxiel. Okay. And I love watching his videos because he does the whole 100 days format from, you know, Luke the Notable with with his Minecraft stuff. You know, popularized yeah. the 100 days thing. He yeah. does that in Stardew Valley, right? So he has this original series that I watched. I think it's like one of the first videos that he released. And and I found out about it before he you know started gaining a lot of subscribers. Um Yeah. But he so it's a three part series. He has a hundred days, two hundred days, and then three hundred days. And he's been playing the game since it came out, probably. Like he, so he he knows like every little trick, every secret stuff, you know. So like watching him play the game, he's like min maxing everything, but he's having so much fun while doing it. It's not like a typical min maxer kind of thing. Right. So anyways, I last week I started, I was like bored going through YouTube. Like man, what should I watch? What should I do? And then. I saw that he had posted a mega modded 100 days. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I clicked on it, but then I was like, wait a second. I want to go back and watch his original series. So he has this three-hour-long supercut of his 300 days normal Stardew Valley. Yeah. uh, Going for completion. And each, each individual episode is an hour long. So I was watching that, and then I just steadily kept watching more of his videos. And I was like, damn, this just makes me want to play the game. And the cool thing is, uh, Camden, you know, like, I'll, I'll watch the videos in bed when I lay down. And she looks up from her phone from time to time, like, scrolling on TikTok or whatever. She looks up, and she sees the videos. And, sh- you know, she played Stardew Valley, too, for a little while. Yeah. And... <laughs> So, uh, a few days after I started watching those videos again, she walked up to me. She was like, you know, those videos only make me want to play the game. I said, me too. So, the other day, finally, we charged our switches, and then we played for, like, six hours together. Fuck yeah, man. That sounds awesome. We tried tried to have, like, we tried to start a farm together, but the local co-op won't work on the Switch for some reason. Like, it's super glitchy. So we just yeah. started our own separate farms and just played at the same time. Equally that's as fun. Yeah, a good bonding time. Um, but that game, dude, I I don't know what it is. I think it's like the simplicity of it. It's complex 
it, it is the kind of game you can just like hop on. Yeah. It's and, and get a little effort. No, no matter how much effort you get done, it just feels nice. Yeah. Like it's just a fulfilling game. And I think I feel that way about Zelda. It's awesome. That's amazing. It's like infecting our minds <laughs> almost. No, it is like I love the the feeling cuz I mean it's it's funny cuz I thought I was worried that Zelda would wouldn't be like I wouldn't be able to get into it as much as I am. Right, but now here you are gripped by the ball. There's a lot. There's a lot to do in that game. Yeah. But I'm but I'm not really thinking about it like how I usually do. Right. Where you're like, "Oh, I got to complete everything." You're thinking about it like, "Oh, I, I can't wait to see everything." Yeah, I just I walk around and I find something. Yeah. And so even if I play the game for 30 minutes, I can knock out a shrine or I can right. find something I didn't find, like kill a, an enemy or a boss. Because there's like a billion bosses everywhere. Right. Um, the game is ball-wrenchingly hard. Oh, yeah? I get hit like one time and I'm dead. Yikes. But for some reason, it is so fucking funny. Like I was fighting this giant rock monster mm-hmm. before Starla came over today. Mm-hmm. And... I spent like 30 minutes because he's a really hard boss. I couldn't kill him. And so I had to keep like letting, setting the grass on fire so I can get a breeze and then glide up in the air. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to do that and I finally get the fire to go. Mm-hmm. And I, I open my glider to do it and he chucks a fucking boulder at my head. <laughs> and my body just flings back into the flames like, right, and I just no. burn alive. Oh my God. Yeah. I see, and which, I thought that was the funniest shit. You just said... I had to light the grass on fire so that my parachute could updraft. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, what the fuck? It's, it's pretty it's, But it's kind of hard, though, because I finally figured it out. Right. So I, I set it on fire. Mm-hmm. I updraft in the air. I pulled out my bow in midair, mm-hmm. shot the rock, glided on top of him, and started beating his ass while I was on him. And then he threw a boulder at you. <laughs> and he threw a, he, he actually grabbed me and threw me off of him, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I'm, I think I'm going to look it's up cool. gameplay. I don't know if... I'm oh, dude, if you just watch gameplay, if, like, pros playing Tears of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild, you're like, holy shit, well, you dude, can do that? I, I've seen, like, speedrun, like, people playing Breath of the Wild, like, all the shit they Crazy. do with the, the little, like, magic stones or whatever. Like, they freeze the something, they hit it, like, just enough times to get it, like, to this velocity or some shit like that. Like, like the, the teching, as you would say. It's, it's crazy, dude. Is fucking insane i cannot even comprehend it uh, but i'm gonna like i'm gonna watch like a, a playthrough i think or something of breath of the wild and then uh, i'm not sure about tears of the kingdom yet because i think i might want to try it at some point but i get that yeah, when i see tiktoks online of tears of the kingdom mm-hmm. what makes me this makes me want to play it immediately yeah like that looks fun yeah nah, i gotta get back on i gotta get back on uh, yeah i mean it's like i even bring it tomorrow tbh are you working tomorrow? In GL. Yeah, CFT tomorrow. Oh, let's go. Me too. Oh, shit. Let's go. Maybe we go to Panda Express tomorrow. Anyways, um, I feel the same about Stardew Valley. And, like, I keep on going back and watching that guy's videos. Even if I've already watched it, I go back. I'm like, man. Because, like, the way that he edits it and, like, his recaps of his days and, and shit. I don't know. It's just cool. <laughs> but I think the reason I'm enjoying it so much this time around still or or like as it stands right now is because I'm when I played Stardew Valley the first time I had already seen that guy's videos yeah or like had had watched them after we played so then every other time that I played after that 
like when we played after I had seen his videos, I was trying to do what he was doing and like max out. Like I was trying to min max, but I have not been playing the game since it came out. I have l- very little experience with the game. Like haven't even completed the community center or anything like that. I've never gotten to the bottom right. of the mines by myself. <coughs> like you, sp- you speed ran that. <laughs> I, I fucking love doing that. But but this time around, right? Like, I'm taking it at my own pace. I'm I'm not worrying about like deadlines and stuff like that. Like I'm gonna take my time. I'm gonna enjoy it. So fun. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna try and do a lot more with like decorating the cabin and everything, like the cottage. Just just have fun. But something about the game is just like it's got me gripped by the balls and it won't let go. I'm glad you have that, man. Me too, man. Me too. Okay. So this is the common ground. I'm I'm Braden. That is Jaden. Once I have this edited, I don't know where I'm gonna put it up. I I gotta look and find out. Actually, I created. If you're listening to it. You'll you'll know. Yeah, you'll know. You'll know where you found it. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. JP, you have anything you want to say before we sign off? We're probably gonna fire Braden. Just just keeping it a buck. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So we should put that out there. Is that yeah? Probably end up just being me soloing it a little bit. Yeah. But I hope you enjoyed just hearing two guys talk. Yeah. 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. 3 almost. Uh, I sure enjoyed just talking. Just chatting. Just chatting. Um, but the episodes that follow uh, will be in that format that we discussed at the beginning of the, the episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit. Like the, maybe the first, like, we'll figure it out. We'll have a, a good, healthy mix of yeah. having a nice conversation about a topic and also just, 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 ta- just chatting. Two guys talking. Yeah, we'll figure it back. out. We'll figure it out. But, uh, yeah, so that's going to conclude episode one. You guys have a good one. Yeah.